So that's why they was like going in on her. So they took out her, uh, her car, they took out her, her ID, found out that it was her car, and let her go. But then they was just like, that how they was handling her, it was just like, bruh, like for real, like they, they asked no questions first. They didn't even tell like what the deal was with the, uh, with the credit card. They just put her in handcuffs, getting ready to take her off. Right. And so the situation with George Floyd almost the same thing because he got he got arrested or detained for they said forgery. And I mean by the time we got the video, you got the, the, the police officer on his neck, and it's like, dude, like where you go from here, man? Like you you got so much stuff to where okay at first we said okay well make sure. For instance, if you get pulled over, make sure you keep your hands on the stairwell, keep them in plain sight. Or <clears throat> then, Philando Castillo got killed. Even after he was doing all that stuff, he was calm with the uh, with the officer one tripping. He didn't even let the officer know he had a gun on, him. and he had the right to have that gun, but he got killed. And then you tell us, okay, put your hands up if something happened. So. I mean, it's countless numbers of people that got killed, even though they didn't have their hands up. Uh, Mike Brown being the most uh, popular, well, I guess infamous uh, situation with him having his hands up. Then they tell us <coughs> that they want us to be peaceful with stuff, or and it's just like, bro, like no matter what they tell us that we need to do, it, it don't seem to be working. So, yeah, now, I mean, I. We, I see the protests going on, and I'm kind of like, yeah, I think it needs to happen now, because if it's not happening now, then what, what what's going to happen in the future? Something has to happen to where we got to get their attention to let them know we matter. You feel me? Like, it, it's... Right. It, I mean, we didn't try to peaceful. We, I mean, we, we, didn't, we didn't protest. Then we, we, we protest in peace. Then we took the peaceful protest. Where people who had influence and who had uh, places of power, so to speak, like uh, LeBron and Colin Kaepernick, they, they were protesting in their own way from the platforms that they had, and they had a problem with it. And then you made it about a flag when no one said anything about a flag. So when we try to protest in that way, it's a problem. And then now we're, now they're so, we got so many people full, filled with rage that it's hard for them to not voice it any any other way. Right. Because it's like we tried the peaceful way. We tried we tried Martin Luther King's way several times. And then we still getting killed. And and like and, I, and one thing I want to address is people always bring up, oh well there's black cops that's doing it. Or it's it's black on black crimes. And I and like I get that. And this is how I'm gonna come I'm gonna address that is when black on black crimes happen, two lives are lost. The black guy who got, who got killed and the black guy going to prison. Same thing with the black cop. If he does something wrong, his job is lost and there's no question. But the problem is when a white cop does it, he either gets paid leave or he gets off. And that's where the frustration is. I want people to understand it. It's not so much of it's just being a, a, a white, black Mexican cop, it's the fact that though the cops that are white are getting off and we still left with a dead body to have to deal with. And 
the fact that we deal with this on a daily basis. Like when we get like <clears throat> I was speaking to somebody earlier, I was like, when we get pulled over, our, our fear isn't, man, this ticket finna be big. Or our fear isn't, damn, I forgot to put my seatbelt on. Our fear is like, are we gonna get home to our family? Mm-hmm. Am I gonna you know that that's a different mindset. Like thinking that you have to deal with that, like when we look through our rear view mirror, we hoping to see and I'm being for real, like we hoping to see a black cop. Right. Mm-hmm. But, and then you know when you're in those places where you know there's predominantly white cops, like when you're driving through like Madison or you driving and like I do, I drive a lot and I'm in Alabama, like or I'm in Georgia seeing what happened, it's scary. So it's to me like we people have to understand when you're living in a constant mindset of like that kind of fear, it bothers you. And then you tie you add in the fact that people are dying with the same color as you because of their color, it it adds in another sense of anger because it's like, well dang, like there's no way and we're looking at all these videos from five different angles, like there's no way he's getting off from this. There's no way. And we're not saying, oh, he should die, but it's like we're like, he needs to be held accountable. And that's the problem. Like there's no accountable accountability for them. When it's I, when it's us that's doing it, there's accountability. But when they're doing it, there is no accountability. And that's where we kind of, that's where uh, black people, we feel, we feel like belittled and small and not being heard. Therefore, you start to see riots because we wasn't being heard when we was pu- pu- um, peacefully protesting. Yep, and all it does is put you and put them in, especially when you get pulled over. Um, just to reiterate, it puts you in a fight or flight technique at that moment. You yeah. know what I mean, like I'm not gonna let you do this to me. I'm not that it, it, you you become defiant of of everything. The whole situation is gonna be defined because number one, your adrenaline for the peak for the simple fact as soon as them bears and fairies pop on, it's gonna happen. All right, regardless of now you sitting there questioning what did I do. You sitting there doing this stuff again, but the, the struggle with the what do I do situation and this, that, and the other is when you ask the question about what did I do, what did I do, what did I, what happened, whatever the case, those are valid questions. If you say, hey, you ran three stop signs, you hit a dog and, and a shorty, you expect to go to jail on that. Not, oh, you got a busted tail light, let me see X, Y, and Z, let me search your car, let me do this type of stuff. Because you have this bus and tell. That's where the anger kick into play. Right. Like this don't this not even warranted. Alright. I got a bus and tell light, this is what's going on. You gotta go get the dogs. Now you calling for backup. Now you finna see the second barrier cherry walk up. And then now the whole thing finna just finna be, be done. You know what I mean? When it come out to it. And tell you the truth, you're gonna be fighting. You're gonna be fighting right. straight up. You're gonna be fighting the same way that if it was on the reverse side. Right. You gonna you gonna have it because that's your life. Just like you said, Jeff, you gotta you gotta go home to your family. You gotta go home to somebody loves you. Somebody is is um counting on you. And the people that's doing the destruction, they say, oh, it's the black community. Oh, it's the stuff like that. Yeah, we got chaos. Be straight up with you. We got chaos in our world. You know what I mean? But you gotta understand the reasons why we have this chaos. In world. You know what I mean? We don't get the helping hand when it comes. I seen something on um Instagram that. that that got me, I forget the young man name who was saying it, but he was like, just as simple as when you come over from a different country, we are put in place for us not to succeed, but when you come from a different country, you'll get those larger loans to own. You got what I'm saying? They'll give you small business loans, they'll give you mortgages, they'll give you car payments, because there's no ownership with that. Right, right. You won't always be paying somebody until you pay it off and everything like that. You get what I'm saying? But when other people come over here, and this is slapping the face because of our ancestor back, 
is the reason why the United States is where that is, is meaning um, not with the chaos that's in it, but the way that it's built. And that's huh? exactly what it is. You know what I mean, and we took that, we, we, it sucked, but we took, we, we pulled that short, that short straw. But on the flip side, that made us as adaptable as heck throughout the world in any culture. Right. Everybody know hip hop, everybody know this, everybody know that, everybody know beatboxing, everybody know these type of things when it comes down to it, and that's what makes us trendsetters. Right. So what they're doing right now when it comes down to the riots and everything, like I don't understand destroying our own homes, where we gotta live at, where we gotta put our, but like, even though I understand the anger, but that's the reason why the blackout, the blackout they, they talking about was that um, July 7th, they, they blacking it out. They don't realize like how much as the United States as a whole, as this corporation as the United States is, you know what I mean, how it's going to hurt them within that one day. Just that one day, if we just say, we're done. Y'all got to be able to see that because tell you the truth, it ain't nothing but money. Money and power is pretty much what people is focusing on outside of us. And that is it's sad. It's a, it's a sad situation. Well, that, I mean, they're trying to keep us powerless and moneyless. Um, just like what you said, um, certain crimes you expect to go to jail not when you get pulled over. Um, shoot, I've been in this, a situation with the police. I done got pulled over for a tag light. And they want to like search. And, and it's like a tag light. Like, I can see if, like you said, speed. You done ran a red light. You done ran a stop sign. You done did this. You done did that. But they pulled me over for a tag light. I remember one time, the least time you know, my tent was too dark. And I had factory tents. So, <laughs> so, like, so it's like, bro, like, sometimes they just be looking for a reason just to do something. Like, um, now, there was a situation in Tallahassee last week where uh, uh, it was a police shooting. Where it was a. Um, and was that the circuit camp? I'm not sure if it was at a certain. Yeah, I think it might have been. Older, the older person? No, no, no. no. It was a, it was a, uh, a transgender. Okay. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so what happened was the, the suspect had killed somebody, had stabbed somebody to death. And I, I, I didn't get the full uh, story of it, but what I did read, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I know that the news ain't gonna always be 100% true. But what I did read, they said that um, the, the suspect killed somebody. When the suspect killed the person, that's when um, they knew that the police was going to come and they said it was going to have a standoff with the police. So they posted a, like a two hour long live on their uh, Facebook. Uh, man, Tony McDade uh, put a two hour long live on their Facebook saying <clears throat> that they had got jumped by somebody. And I guess they was going back and going to go get revenge, and they ended up saying that they had just got out of prison, like federal prison, in January, and they said they wasn't going back. So they was like, "Bump it! I'm gonna go ahead, go kill this person, and, and I already know that I'm about to go to jail behind it, so I'm not trying to go back to jail. So therefore, I'm just gonna have a standoff with the police, and I mean, the inevitable happened." So, <clears throat> I'm not in any way saying that anybody should be killed for um, for their crimes, but you got to be wise with certain situations that you do. Um, <clears throat> and I get that not wanting to go back to prison and all this stuff. So, I mean, in those situations, it's, uh, it's sticky. It's more sticky than a forgery situation. 
Somebody, somebody don't need to die based off of a, a, a forged right. check. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah, and that's what, like, the value of our life is not in equal or comparable to other people in America because we've been, like, no matter what we bring to the table, it seems like we, of course, we bring a lot. And I mean, our culture is pretty much the U.S. culture because if you look at all these other countries, they're mimicking us. They, they play basketball like us, they rap like us, they dress like us. And we are a part of America, and it seems like it doesn't, they want that part of it, but they just don't want us. Yeah. And that's the part that hurts. It's like, y'all understand, like, especially where you got people that's like, they grew up in the same age as us and a little bit younger. They don't understand, like, we've seen parts of the, the I guess you could say, a, a cause, well, an effect of the cause of racism. And our, and our grandmothers and our, and our moms and our dads because they had to deal with it a lot more than we did. But it's the fact that it's still here is the biggest issue to us. It's like, how is it that you still hate me because of my color? Like that bothers me like to a whole other level. Like, like it's, it's different if I came and you knew me and I did some bad stuff and you hated me for the bad stuff. Right. But for you to just automatically look at me and say, oh, because you're black, I do not I like, like you. Yeah. That is a, that's a problem. And then especially when it's Christians, people who say that they are Christians. Like, I've seen people post stuff on Facebook and, and then you go to their page and they're like, oh, I'm a Christian father of five and I go to this church. And you just said, what you just said, like, how is it? How is it that we talking about the same Jesus? But Jesus ain't never did that. Right. Jesus told a thief that was hung over the cross with him, said, "You gonna go? We are the same." Jesus and a thief said, "We are the same, and you gonna go with me." But yet, somebody who, who's not even on Jesus level is really feeling like they're superior or dominant to the point where I don't like you because you're black, right. but I'm a Christian. Like, you know how under, how it sounds so ignorant to say that. That's like you saying, oh, I'm a Christian, but I don't like you. Like, like just cause, you know what I'm saying? Just because, like, oh, you like skin, I don't like you. Like, to really have a problem with you because of your life skin is a, is an issue. Like, there's no way for me, I can say I'm a true Christian and actually hate somebody. I can't. Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't hate Trump. I hate the way he acts. Like, he's, he, he depends on negativity to... Um, justify, what, justify he what he does and also he's narcissistic so all he wants is people to glorify him mm -hmm. that's why whenever he does something it's like look what I've done and look what Obama did look what I did and look what Obama did like Obama been home for years bro let it go right. like let this man this man just want to live and all you keep doing is trying to undo what he did it's just be a president be the best president you can be and we'll find that but just don't like Make it seem like, oh well, all people who go against you are thugs. Cause that's ridiculous to me. Like, how can you say that's thugs? That's a good question. We just got a question that just dropped it uh, in there, but that's yeah, man, like, just just the simple fact that like we we letting people we letting this man really divide America more than it is because now he's kind of 
he didn't, I, I would never say that he made racism, but I, I, I say that he does use it for his benefit. Oh, yeah. And he amplifying it to a point where, not, and that's why I say I can't really mess with anybody who really can sit here and say, I'm voting for Trump. Like, because you got to understand, this man is not, does not care. He honestly doesn't even, if you want to be frank, he doesn't care about anybody that's poor. Yeah. And that's black, white, Mexican, whatever. All that. He just wants what he wants from you. So when he gets what he wants from you, then he can say, oh, well, I did this. And I did that. And once he, that's, and that's the kind of way he thinks. And I, I just hope that some people get that, man. Like, we got to get to the polls, man. Like, we got to get to the polls. Everybody can sit here and say, oh, I hate this. I hate that. I hate this. We, like, the biggest way we can make an impact, and Mike, Mike Killer Mike said it the best, we got to beat him up at the polls. If you don't like what your Congress is doing, get them in the polls. Right. If you don't like what your, what your state is doing, you know what I'm saying, what your county is doing, get them at the polls. Get somebody new faces in there and make some changes, man, because that's the only way we're going to get changes at the other level, because as long as we got electoral college, we're not going to be, our vote really is really based on it, what the electoral college It doesn't matter. When it comes down to the next toilet college, it don't matter. But also, but we we also got problems like the, the last election. Out of the states that um, Trump won, there was there was like maybe a hundred thousand to three hundred thousand black people who didn't even vote that voted last year. These ain't just people that just said that could have voted. These are people who didn't vote that voted last year. Yeah. So I mean, well, the last election, and that's I'm like, how do we not? And then we get to this point, and then we get to say, oh, why we let him do this? Why we let him do this? Y'all let him do it because you didn't vote. You can't sit here and say you mad at him and you didn't even vote. And then and then voting just does not stop at that presidency. You got to vote for everything that's involved. And it's time consuming. Time consuming. And us, man, I, I have yet to, to vote for the outside of the government. I'm just being honest with you. Uh, but I have to do better at at the fact of having voices in, at every level because that's what it is. For one, it's time consuming and we lazy as Americans. Just to be honest with you. We'd rather have somebody tell us what to do and when it, when it comes down to certain things, but then when it doesn't work out, we complain. And that's just, that's the craziest thing ever when it comes down to it. That's my own anger, being ignorant about the situation. No, man, I'm just, y'all don't, don't beat it up, but I'm just saying, man, any person, I don't care how mild or meek or whatever, Everybody has their break. And when you get to that point, that's a lot of people don't really, they don't want to get to that point because they don't know how it's all going to boil over and spew out. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's wild, it's crazy. Let's get, what's, 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 what's that question? Alright, so, the question is, what if you're in an interracial relationship, but your significant other who isn't black doesn't understand racism? What do you do to help them? Ooh. Just from one, in my opinion, from one, you gotta you gotta let that person know like, well, it's about to be a ride. You know what I mean? Because not only that, you have a saved a, a, a black wife or you got a black um, white girlfriend or whatever situation at all, you gonna get those looks that you haven't gotten before. Number one, you gonna be you gonna be called all type of things. <laughs> Simple fact, family, 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 yeah, the family, 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 family might like dislike you. Yeah. So you got to be a strong individual to even much be in the interracial. I think it's a beautiful thing, you know what I mean, because it shows no color in situations like that. But um, how to, how to, whew, help me out See, with that. I, how did the world I got, I, I got experience dating 
outside my race. I got experience dating outside my race, and it was it was different. Yeah. Uh, definitely different. Uh, I've seen the card get played where it was pretty much like I can use my color to pretty much get you in trouble. So. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, and this is kind of like when we were on the outs. Right. This is kind of like when we were on the outs, and thank God I was out of that situation. And but it was kind of like to the extent of I got told to leave, and as I'm leaving, getting my stuff out of the out of the apartment, she like texted. She texted me and was like, um, "Yeah, you're." Can you stop slamming the door? You're making me uncomfortable. Whatever the case may be. No, why are you slamming the door? Why you slamming the door? <laughs> now, anybody who knows me know that it takes a lot for me to get to the point where I'm just blowing up. I done blacked out. I ain't, like, even if I'm pissed off now, I'm not getting to that point. For the most part, I just get quiet on you and just, hey. Let me go ahead and stay to myself because if I don't, then I might go ahead. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it was never that case. Um, so sometimes, I, like I said, this is from my experience. It might not be that like that with everybody. Um, some people might even uh, some people might even uh, fight for their significant other. Um, I think if if you are a white woman and you do have a black man as your significant other. I think that you really have to cover him because simply uh, you have, uh, that man has so much things on his shoulders that he has to bear that you'll never have to deal with in your lifetime. Um, but at that situation, it was just like she knew the, the power that she had in this country in order for me to get in trouble. And all she had to do was just say, oh, you're making me uncomfortable. Because if something would have happened, and it wasn't going to be for me. But if something would have happened, all she would have had to do is just call the police and they would have been right there with the, I'm a black dude, she's a white woman. Oh, that, that's all they need. That's the, all the fuel they need. So it's just like, let's get him out of here. Go ahead and rope him off. Now, if, if you do have a significant other that's of the other race and they don't understand the racism, they say, oh, I don't see color. That right there, I, I kind of hate that. Um, that that statement now, um, somebody, I, I didn't understand it, but somebody made it plain to me. When somebody says that they don't see color, they don't necessarily see the significance of, of your color in the United States. As a black man, we got a target on our back, and I didn't understand that until I got older. Like, my, my dad used to tell us all the time, like, you just gotta make sure that you walk different. You gotta make sure that you like do things in a different way. Just because you see other people, other races do certain things, you can't do that same thing. Mm -hmm. And if they don't understand that, um, you can try to explain it to them, but a lot of times they probably won't get it. And I might not even be the person for you if they don't get it. Like it, I, I wouldn't want to be with somebody who can't understand, or at least try to empathize or sympathize with what I'm going through so that they'll be like, okay, 
let me go ahead and do my best to make him feel comfortable in whatever situation is going on in his life. Because it's crazy out here for us, man. It's just like it's just like uh, <laughs> walking with, uh, a, a, like I said, a target on your back. You, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how your day going to end up being. Like, and it, it's crazy. So, interracial relationships, I didn't want to do it no more. All right. But, I, just, I feel like it's, it, it's the way for, I would explain it to them if they didn't get it. To me, it's like, especially if I was like dating uh, a white girl, I was like, just imagine that there's a group of people who don't like you because, let's just say her name is Megan, that don't like you because your name is Megan. So wherever you go, they keep calling you names. They don't like, they say random stuff to you, they'll beat you up just because your name is Meg. Every day you walk out, somebody got something negative to say. Everything you do gets amplified. Every time you walk out the door, you have a chance to die. That constant fear of something could happen, and you keep seeing it happen to other girls named Megan. You keep seeing it happen, this Megan gets raped, or that Megan gets beat up, or that make like just saying like seeing it from the standpoint of just your name. Everywhere you go, a mega keeps getting beat up, or a mega keeps getting punched, spit on. And now you have that fear of what am I gonna do if I can't just do enjoy my I can't just go out and barbecue. I can't go for a job. I can't just do I just can't live I can't, sit, I can't <laughs> sit at a store and allegedly sell cigarettes. Like I can't sit at a park and rap. Like, those things are taken away from you because your name is Meg. Okay. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's the thing. You gotta, just like um, Jeremy said, you gotta, you gotta move differently. You have to move, and it sucks that you have to move differently because that Megan, she gonna go say and starting to say that, my name ain't Megan. My name is Crystal. You know what I mean? You gonna start to shift. You gonna start to do that. And that, that, that's way too much energy. That's way too much energy going on for you not to be yourself when it comes out to it. And that's, that's the struggle. Just like I say, we as African Americans are super adaptive. We are. Because we had no choice to be super adaptive. We had to adapt to all of it. Right. All right. So that's what makes, that's of people that's, I don't even want to say above us, but the, at, that, at that government level, that's what they're afraid of. That's what they're afraid of. We got the best athletes. We got some of the best singers, some of the best musicians. We got people with arts. We got all this other stuff. We tap into everything when it comes out to it. And that's what people are afraid of. They love our culture until they turn up. Until it's time to like, bring up. They love it. I'll say one thing about the interracial. You know, if, um, if I was dating a, a white girl or whatever, I would tell her, like, no. Ah, you are. <laughs> but I, I would tell her, I said, you just have to come to terms with this. There are things about being black that you are not going to understand because you aren't. That doesn't mean you can't try to learn. That doesn't mean you can't try to understand and sympathize, but there are things that you're just not going to have to uh, be confronted about or, or go through because you're not black. And that's just the way, that's what it is. I had no problem trying to, you know, I feel this way because of this or I feel this way because of that. But there are things that you're just not going to understand. And I would tell them I don't know, maybe y'all watched it before or seen it before. It's a lady called, a lady named Jane Elliott. And she does a lot of, uh, she was a teacher, 
but she's like a, a, a um um Talking about the old, old white lady. Oh, yeah, she snaps. And she she, oh, she, she does snaps. a lot of social experiments. And she snaps. And one of them, she's, in, she's talking to uh, lecture halls. She says, How many of you, full of, white full of white people, how many of you will be perfectly fine if you were treated how black people were treated? And nobody raised their hand. Nobody raised their hand. And she's like, Maybe y'all didn't understand. How many of you in here, just raise your hand, will be perfectly fine if you were treated how black people were treated in, in this country? In this country? Nobody raised a hand or nothing. She's like, well, bam. Y'all know the situation. You know the situation. What's going on? Y'all know, and y'all don't do nothing about it. Y'all don't say nothing about it. You don't stand up for your black brothers. You don't. Like, and, and that's how that's how I feel with those people who always say, I don't see color. Those are those people who I see. Those are those people who, who even if we put in that same situation, like, uh, who is that? Uh, is it Matea? Mm -hmm. Matea. Uh, I, I definitely understand that. Yes, everybody wants to be black. They want to wear our, our hairstyles. They want to wear the same type of clothes we wear. They want to listen to our music now. They want to use the same slang. They even want to say the N-word. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just like, bro, like, they want to do all of that. But at the same time, when it comes time to actually stand up, and say, okay, I, I'm not gonna allow this to happen to, I'm not gonna allow this to happen to um, the, the my black friend, the three black friends that I do have, or whatever, whatever that situation may be. I love it because like there are people out there that's like that. No, it is. Like, okay, so for instance, and I never to this day I, I say I respect you with like oh, yeah. nothing but love, like people who stand in front, and like those, those people that that were protesting, and there was a line of. White people who protect yeah, the black people, yeah, yeah. and and I hate the narrative that even CNN puts out is that everybody is just destroying everything, and that's not the case. You got protests out there that are actually peaceful, and you got people like even one where like the it was a bad protest where people were actually rioting, and it was a group of black people who circled the cop so he wouldn't get beat, and those things aren't getting pushed out there because they don't want that narrative yeah, pushed. And that's the and that's what's pissing me off. It's like, and then you got some people who just keep posting negative things about black people doing this, black people doing this. And then when you post the fact and say, hey, it's not just black people doing this. There's actual cops out there who's busting windows, and then there's actual white people who's out here busting windows, and they're inciting it just so it can get bigger. And then they're like, oh well, they still shouldn't be out there, but it still doesn't change the fact that it's not just us, and it's not. And even if it is just us, it's because we're tired. Right. Like you can't, you can never understand of, of a fear of feeling like you're being hunted. Like it, it bothers you. Like, like you understand that like when you watch those old movies where they talk about, uh, you know, Jerome trying to get a job and he has the same or not, if not more, um, accolades than Barry, than Jimmy, than Jim, but still doesn't get the job. Because his name on the application says Jerome and his says Jim. Like those things exist and people don't understand like why we're so mad. Like we had the Black Wall Street. Do you understand that how much wealth actually could have came from that? You no, how much wealth it was. But no, I'm just saying, but like that was a, they knew what that legacy would have brought them. It was in the millions. And that was then. And that's what I'm saying. Like they understood, they seen that and said, that's going to create too much wealth. 
Because you got to understand that what they had there, and they weren't bothering nobody. That's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they blew up our government, but that's American government, blew up American citizens. And you, you, and you complain about the target. And then it's the only, it's the only known, it's the only known uh, case in history where the American government has airbombed their own city. And, I, and that's what I said, dude. Like, you understand? Know like, you, you bombed us for having our own. We wasn't tearing down nothing y'all had. We didn't stop y'all money. We had our own in, in, in America, the government, bombed us. But then, that, and that's my point, is that they're destroying our wealth. So that way we would always depend on getting something from them. And that's, and that's a big issue for me. Like, I, and I don't mind getting help. But I wouldn't have had to. If you if, like, you understand that everything is a cause and effect. We wouldn't have been where we are if that didn't happen. I'm gonna nobody say. If you think about how much wealth was created there, I believe that we would have been in a different place right now as black people if that never happened. Right. And I feel that this is a feeling that I had. I always thought this. It seemed like nobody wants to lose or feel like they lost when they've had a huge headstart. If you run in the 40 yard dash and you got a 20 yard headstart and you got this speed, you should you should lose. <laughs> and I feel that the the, the when Black Wall Street, we feel like, man, they doing their own oh no, nah, we can't have it. They they they're getting too close. We gotta keep we gotta keep a distance. And I really feel that they They probably surpassed though. And the crazy thing is Tulsa ain't the only that's not the only oh, nah, city that has happened to. Like, right. bro, you got Rosewood in Florida. Like, bro, you got so many other cities that's probably not even getting told about. Mm -hmm. Bro, in, in my own city of Palm Beach, the island of Palm Beach, where <clears throat> where all the rich folks stay at, and uh, Epstein and Trump and all of them, they stay on an the island. They used to call it the Sticks. The Sticks was owned by all of the, it, it was like a whole bunch of black people that lived there. And they pretty much had their own lifestyle there. They was doing their thing. And Henry Flagler came down when he was uh, making his trip through. When he was making his trip through Florida doing his thing, Henry Flagler came down and <coughs> he was like, oh, I like this land. So what he did was he sat there and was like, hey, um, I'm having a party and you guys are invited to come to the party. And he invited everybody that was on the island to come to the mainland that was West Palm Beach. And he threw them a party. And while the people were there at the, the actual uh, cookout, they set a blaze to everything that was on the island. Now, mind you, everybody who was living on that island don't, like, they didn't go to the, to the cookout. So the people who was left on that island probably didn't survive. So then they ended up, <clears throat> they took that plot of land ended up giving the black people in that in, from that was uh, displaced from their uh, area and they, they put them in an uh, area in West Palm Beach called uh, Pleasant City. Ended up Pleasant City, when I was growing up, Pleasant City was run down through crack. Like, crack was all through there. And it was just, it, it's crazy because um, <clears throat> this ain't in history, but like people, a lot of people don't even know. It, it's, it's so bad to where people think that it's an urban legend. And that is not true because of them not wanting to own up to what actually happened um, 
in history. Same thing. I don't know if y'all ever heard the story, the, uh, the, the storm of '28, and in Delhi when um, Lake Okeechobee flooded out the whole muck area and killed like I think three or five thousand people. And after everything had like all the waters had subsided, they ended up all of anybody who that they can um, they can identify as white. They put them uh, in a coffin, put them on a truck, and buried them in a proper burial. Anybody who they couldn't identify or they identified as black, they just tossed them on a dump truck and took them to West Palm Beach, and they had a big mass grave site that was like a hill for the longest that nobody really knew was a mass grave site until maybe 20 years ago. Wow. So, it's just like, God, like, it's so much stuff that ain't getting told in the history books, but it's like we, we, you, I mean, even Black Wall Street. Nobody knew about Black Wall Street until recently. Like, only a few people knew about that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, dude, like, it's so much other stuff going on. Um, somebody said, I, I, I kind of want to get to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how can we heal each other? Can we do that last? It say when stopped by the police, what's some advice that you all can give to the younger generation on how to handle it safely and go home? Man, hey, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna hold on. No, Woo! I'm gonna tell you this. What drives me crazy about the younger generation is that you can't tell them nothing, like at all. You can't tell them they're arrogant. Like, I understand that they're arrogant, and that's my own opinion. That's me teaching. Like I know that they they're arrogant. They they don't want to say nothing, but at the same time, but they know facts. They know facts. Like, don't think, just because they out here doing this crazy stuff, and the police don't like that. The police don't like that. Not saying that you're supposed to keep your mouth shut, you know what I mean? But when you do things, how can, how can you say that? When they, when, they, when they do things like, uh, blackish? What I say that? Is that a thing? Like, blackish, when you do things, yeah. When you do things, when you got to do a big, you got to put your, your cameras, and I understand protecting yourself. By all means, do what you need to do. To put yourself in anything, God forbid anything happen to you when you're getting pulled over, that somebody will see it. You understand that? But that, that bickering, that back and forth, that arguing and stuff like that, they tell you all the time, look. But bottom line is, there's is no way it's, to, it, it's all up to the, the police officer that. What are you going to say? What's not going to be said? The only thing you can do is try to keep the, the situation calm as possible, regardless of what you're getting pulled over. I say pray. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah. Be compliant. Yeah, I understand these guys gonna be some like they gonna be some dicks. So you can't win in the scenario when somebody that already has authority. You're just not gonna win. That's just like trying to go and get your mama, even though you're bitter. You still gonna lose. You understand? You still lose. So you gotta you gotta understand that. All right, he got he got he got a place of authority. So just comply. Now, if you want to record it and then address it later on Facebook, address it later right. to your counselor, you, you know his his boss, and that's how you get him. Where it hurts because you believe it or not, if he keeps getting those complaints, then it can look like a pattern. But if you give him a reason, then it just looks like you were just another arrogant black person. Okay. So, so you have to like like you have to create a pattern. Therefore. Um, even though, and I'm not saying go and be, you know, hello, yeah, how you doing? No, I'm saying do not, do not give him a reason because that's all they're looking for. Exactly. So if you if you play into it, 
I, I guarantee you, you're giving him what he wants. Can I speak to that right now? Okay, so <laughs> the reason why I said pray is because with George Floyd, the officer that had his knee on his neck had several complaints. Probably, I want to say I read 18, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But several complaints already, and he's still walking the streets. Listen, and that's another thing. The, the precinct he was at, he got removed from uh, because of the complaints. But still, so, but, no, no, but, I'm but saying he's still this, walking around with a gun and a badge. And, 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 and that's the problem within the police departments that are accepting those. Yeah. But I still respect that, that precinct that got rid of him. See, and that's what I'm saying. Like he might have had, he was at this precinct, and that precinct said we're not having that. Yeah. And that and that, and that one can be respected. But you got some that just get to a point where it's like, and I, I was laughing to myself because I made a, a, a correlation. Like it's like when you back in the day when you was at a club and you at the end of the night and you know you didn't try your best to get the best chick you could get, and you realize, dang it, there's no more better chicks. I just gotta be stuck with the one the old and the black one. Right. So. So, and I think the police departments get to that point where they need help. They need help so bad that they will go to a bad apple just to fill a spot. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's where I think that, and people, and those, those, those kind of cops are journeymen. If you ever look at their record, they go from precinct to precinct to precinct because of the fact that they have that ability. They're looking for somewhere they can be comfortable and do what they do and still be good. So, that's why I say, like, when people say that, you know, there are good cops and bad cops, there are good cops. And it shows in that precinct, but they don't get highlighted because what happens is they'll, that, that bad cop finds a comfortable place where there are a bunch of other bad cops, and then it looks like, you know what I mean, like no one sees the other precinct that did something good by getting rid of him. They just see the precinct that kept him after all of that. And that's why, and, and you do get that misconception, but still, to me, I think that you shouldn't, you shouldn't go off the handle to try to fix something that's not going to be fixed at that moment. Okay, so the good cop from bad cop. Somebody who I went to high school with, he said it was it was like stated in his uh, Facebook status. He was like, "All gang members ain't bad." When you look at it, all gang members ain't bad. It's, I mean, yeah, you got some gang members that do killing and they do all these crimes, and but you got some good gang members too. So. When you got people that look at it like that, they're going to still look at you as a gang member. Yeah. It don't matter if you don't sell drugs. It don't matter if you don't go out doing drive-bys. It don't matter if you don't uh, rob people. It don't matter if you ain't doing mischief. It don't matter, it don't matter about none of that. To those people, you're in a gang. To us, yeah, it might be some good police. Yeah, it might be some bad police. But to us, is just the police. Yeah. Police. Uh, what, what's that crazy? affiliation. Yeah. It's that affiliation. The same way that if you have a tattoo on you, you get in the fight. Just because you have the tattoo representing whatever gang or whatever affiliation you're in, that's more time. And people don't realize that. That's extra time. So that badge is, is pretty much right. an affiliation. Well, just because you get associated with the gang. Like, you can but see, but then, but then you got to look at it on the side. Because if you do that, then you open the door to say, just because there's a few bad black people, all y'all associated because y'all are black. Right. So, and that's what I'm saying. Like you, you, you're, you, you can't. Exactly. You can't. You're right, right, right. doing the same thing that you don't want to happen. Right, 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 right. So, and I, and I, I see it like that because I don't. I would never go to a cop and assume that he's gonna do something bad. Because I look when I traveled to Alabama and Georgia 
when I go into these gas stations, there's a lot of cops that are um <laughs> there's a lot of cops that are on um that that work the gas station areas because they're in bad areas. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are, are just cool. Like they go in there and talk to oh, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm just saying like they they're cool and they'll sit here and say, Yeah, if that ever happened in my department, then I would have to see him after work. Like they would they would they would say like bro I would see him after work and I I know he yeah, gonna have some words. And he said it ain't gonna be words, but he said he had to say words because he was in the uniform. But like that's why I said you can't use that same concept because then we're steering down the same lane we are. As, as how people see us. But I, I, what I'm saying is is just that that's how it's been lately because a good cop can pull me over. And I'm still gonna be like on edge. I ain't gonna snap. I ain't gonna be trying to like go crazy. But now, like, and that's what I'm saying. You still I, have to keep no, it in mind. Like me, I, I'm mostly when I get pulled over, I'm mostly calm as possible. But in my chest, right, <laughs> right, it's like going crazy. So it's like, bro, like you, you. You never know, like, bro. It be so many things that go on in these cops' minds. Like, for instance, like I said, with Philando Castile, he was calm. Like, bro, when when you look at that whole situation, he was just like, oh, uh, how you doing, officer? Oh, okay, I don't have a seatbelt. All right, cool. Uh, I'm gonna go read for my uh, license, and I have to let you know that I do have a gun, but I, I have it. And just within a matter of seconds, but it was like, don't go for it, don't go for it, and then just shot him. And, that, and that's the dog. The, the, that part was disheartening. Watching that little baby after. Yeah, that that was worse. That, that tore me, bro. Like she's like, "Mommy, stop yelling because I don't want you to be shooting." Like, and she, like it's at, crazy. At she, that age, she knew. Like she knew. She knew. Oh, she knew. Now, okay, so for instance, uh, another instance, Dana Palm Beach, and I. I use that stuff because it's it's closer to home. It's where I grew up at. And okay, so it's this guy. His name was Corey Jones. Corey Jones was broken down on the side of the road. He was calling the tow truck people to come get him. And Palm Beach guards, police didn't didn't pull up and identify himself. Didn't uh, have on his uniform. He was supposed to have on uniform. He wasn't even uh, he wasn't even a vet on the on the department yet. He was still a rookie, so he was supposed to be in the uniform, and he wasn't supposed to be driving an unmarked vehicle. He pulls up in an unmarked van, jumps out, didn't identify himself, and was like, you good? Somebody pulled up on me in a van in the middle of the night. It was like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. You pulling up on me in a van, pulled up, like, and he, he didn't pull up, like, on the right side of traffic. Like, he pulled up on the opposite side and just jumped out of the van. What you going to do? If I got my pistol on me, I'm thinking you trying to rob me. I'm gonna probably try to shoot. So he, all you hear is like you hear it on the uh, the phone call. Get on the ground, get on the ground. And next thing you know, you hearing gunshots. And then now you got Corey Jones dead. That happened. It happened that just happened not too long ago with a nurse who got shot because the police ran into her house and just let off. And then her boyfriend shot a cop because Real they just seven. came in, yeah. and yeah, they just came in, busted mm-hmm. the door. You busted, first of all, you came in the wrong house. Didn't say nothing. Didn't say yeah, who you nothing. were. Didn't, didn't bang on the door. Say police. You busted the door. Guns blazing. Boyfriend cop 
bust off and you kill his girlfriend. And it's like, that's where you, that's, and that's why I said, I understand the rage. Like, I can understand how those kids feel out there that's riding. Um, and I can say all of them, because some of them are out there just to be out there. But then you got some that actually doing it because they're tired of it. Right. And I get the rage. I'm not saying that the rioting is right, by no means. Like, just burning stuff and, and all of that is wrong. I'm saying I understand. That's it. But to me, just burning down stuff really ain't going to change nothing. Just like when the people was burning Nike stuff because Nike signed a contract with Paula. Like, Okay, he burnt shoes that you already paid for. It didn't make sense. Right, right. So, yeah, but it's and then you but, go get some more. That is, right, and, and I'm like, and like, it's like the dude that was what dude had on Nike's burning Nike's. But um, yeah, I get the whole Man, anger the right now. Yeah, the hot toes right But yeah, man. Um, I just think that we 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 gotta also like as as a. As our black culture, we have to do better. Because, I, honestly, even outside of what the white people do to us, we're doing a lot to ourselves, too. And I'm not saying that to negate what they're doing. I'm saying that we have to fix us. I had read a post the other day, and I was like, what happens if we wake up tomorrow and they give us what we want? They give us our reparations. They give us our ownership. They give us our value as a person. What then? What happens after that? Right. Who are we after that? Like, who are we going to be after that? Are we going to sit here and still spend million dollars on chains? Are we still going to be out here saying, I'm the realest nigga? Like, so, you know what I'm saying? I want to show this real nigga. I'm a nigga. I'm a real nigga. Like, you, are we still going to have that persona of have to be the best in my hood, like you, like that's what I'm saying. Like we have to still change our mindset because if we don't change that part, we'll be just like, just like those people who got delivered from out of Israel. Because if we get, if we get, what we want, like let's say we all become millionaires tomorrow. But that's just a capitalistic mindset that we've been given them. Right, I, and I get that, and I'm saying, but we still have to change it. I get that, but so it, man, but uh, like, okay, all that so, systematic, like, bro, it, it's like, like you said, it's systematic. So, right, if you, if you, I feel you, I feel what you say, right. but at the same time, bro, bro, like, okay, so for instance, if if I've been taught how to play drums since I was two years old, and every day I'm playing drums, and every day I'm playing drums. And then I finally get a saxophone in my hand. I'm not just gonna know how to play the saxophone right off the bat, right? I gotta learn. I gotta learn that new way of life because all I know is drums. I'm not gonna know saxophone yet. So it's just like, like it is. Like I said, it's that capitalistic state of mind. It, it's not that we necessarily want to be the realest nigga or whatever that's just whatever whatever mindset that we've gotten from the masters that we had in slavery so bro like when you look at what you've been raised in all you've been raised in is i got the biggest house i've got the biggest this i got the most money i got all of this like even back in the 90s in the early 2000s like everybody was praising trump because he was donald trump 
Like now, huh? That you're fine. Even before then, he was going to be like, bro, he had people. Because I mean, he was on our black shows. Yeah, he was on the black shows, he was on movies, he was on all this stuff. So it's like, everybody praised Donald Trump because he crapped on the little guy. And that's what that's what everybody wants to do. Like we, you, you might not want to say it, but at the same time, when you get when you get some money in your pocket, you still trying to start. And, and, and that's and that's my that, that's my only my oh my full point is we have to change that. Like I know we've been dealing with this. Like as a kid, we still had that mindset of oh I want this this and this. But as we all got to our thirties, we started to realize like dang. That ain't where it's at. Mm-hmm. So, as a as as being who we are, we should be we should have to tell the next generation early enough, get there and say, just hit exit, exit. Yeah. early enough to stop them from getting to that point. Because if I feel like if you can if you can start like you said if you start a kid at two two years old understanding their value understanding. What this is, because if you let your girl, if you let your little girl see you strip, or see you show your butt on Instagram, or you're a guy and you show your son, oh, you need to smash this or smash that. When they get older, that's what they think is cool. So it's not so much of, to me, at this point where people who are, you know, understand how life is now, like us, we have a duty to show our kids that it's not this that makes you a man. It's not this that makes you a woman. It's not it's not what you got between your legs that make you who you are. It's who you are that makes you who you are. You can't see it like that's what I'm saying that we in this generation have to do something better to make it better for the next generation. And I think in the sense that a lot of us are making it. Uh, a lot of us are changing those mindsets and what we gotta do. And that's that's bottom line. When it comes out to it just same way that it was systematically broken us down for us to have that that, that capital men- mentality. The same the education that we had to put in, regardless of if it, we're looking in the book, is experience. Right. So you have to be able to um, re-educate yourself when it comes down to that. You make it out there, you do what you need to do. One of the questions was, bottom line, on, on one of the questions was, is, is racism, bottom line, is it taught or are you born with it? Now, I don't think necessarily mean you're born with it because when you're young, you can play with all different colors, all different people running around and stuff it's like taught. that. It's taught. That is a taught. That is a mentality of somebody telling you, no, you're doing this because it's wrong. That's like saying, hey, don't touch that person because they're going to burn you. Or don't touch the eye because it's going to burn you. And what you're going to do, you're going to learn and you're going to touch it anyway. You're going to get burned or a situation and now you just not every time you get in contact with a certain person, you're going to reflect back to the fact that Little, little, little Keisha push you down on the playground, not knowing that y'all was both four years old. You know what I mean, right. type thing. And that that's pretty much how it is. Um, the more we learn, the more we gain, and knowledge it's our responsibility to try to help somebody else. Sure, yeah. and that's pretty much how it is. And that's, and that's yeah. my whole point, was just to try to make sure that we, we are taking what we know mm-hmm. and passing it down, the good parts of what we know. Because even if you look at our ancestors, they still was trying to pass stuff down to us. Like they were trying, they knew. huh? Like you said, it was what they knew. Yeah, what they right, knew. right. And that's what I'm saying. They like even the ones that knew more, they try to pass it down to the others. Like the ones that couldn't read, they went in. You know, hey, let me teach you how to do this because this is how we're gonna build this. Let me teach you how to do this because this is how you gotta do this. And even though they knew the the what you call it, they knew the um, repercussions of doing that. 
they still did it. And that's why I, I kind of like I'm standing I feel some kind of way when we got people like um and no, no disrespect to T.I. But like people like T.I. who put out music and say F those other niggas, I'll shoot a nigga in a minute, and then come out and say how he say we shouldn't be doing this in the streets. It's like you kind of you playing both sides. You playing double advocate because you gotta understand people listen to your music. And music is very powerful, bro. But okay, that's a younger version of him. Yeah, yeah. The same way that no, the same way that you you just stated that you grew up and you, your mentality as when it was younger. Than, Ti saying that because bottom line, we are individualized as a as a culture. I'm sorry to say it when it comes out that we are the first thing something jump out, we're gonna throw them under the bus. Oh man, that is what's going on. Ti is saying at this moment here now, we shouldn't be doing that. That's crazy. Why would you do this? Why would you burn this? Why would you X Y and Z? I'm talking about like growth in our community. But like you can't come out with a song that says shoot. These, these niggas in the hood, and they come back and try to make the hood better. That's that's not that's not. Do, okay. do. All right, well, let, listen. Well, I'll be okay, listen. You got you got kids who look up to Ti, right? Yeah. They're young, so if their impression of a guy that has a million dollars in his pocket right now to throw on fifteen strippers, and he says this, what do you think he's gonna lean toward? That, and that's, that, that's all I'm saying is that we have a responsibility. Like if I, like I said um, before, I said if you take Future and he starts to rap something positive, he may take a little hit, but I guarantee you it makes a difference. If he takes, if he, if we all said the same thing. This last thing talking about popping pills, and what started happening with the rappers coming after him? They started dying from doing what? Popping pills. So it's a pressure. It's a pressure. However, however, listen. <laughs> T.I. to me is a bad example, simply because T.I., I mean, yeah, we might not always agree with some of the crap that he do, and, but that version of T.I. is the young T.I., early 2000s, 2003, 2004 T.I. What you're getting now is a, a older, uh, almost 40, if he's not 40 already, T.I., and He's not giving you the same thing. Just like with Jay-Z. Jay-Z, when he first came out, he was giving you the same thing. Right, he was. And now, now Jay-Z giving you something different. T.I. giving you something different. He is, bro. Look, listen, listen to his last couple albums. It's, it's the same thing as Jay-Z has been doing. Like, bro, I, like I said, T.I. is probably a bad example. If you were the guy to meet somebody like Jeezy, yeah. Jesus got Jesus been telling me No, but Jesus been telling me Trevor died since I was eighteen years old. Like bro, like so it now that I'm thirty-two, it's like bro, like some of his kind his his content has grown some, but at the same time it's like I used to love Jesus when I was eighteen. Does it mean that I was gonna go out and shoot somebody? Nah. Well does it mean I was gonna go try to buy a key for seventeen five? No. But it what it what it means is that as I get older, especially as as I'm getting to the point where it's like I got my own son coming and I wanna instill values in him that I know that are supposed to make him successful in life and I know what's not gonna make him successful in life and I'm gonna try to teach him that stuff. And that's what that's what I mean, 
BT I was doing, bro. When we was 20 years old, we weren't doing the same stuff we were doing at, in our 30s. And right, because of the content that we were exposed to. But and that's we also grew up. up. But, but I'm saying, but because of the content we were exposed to and where we were, then we thought that was the way of life, correct? Uh, no. Nah. Not me. Nah. So you tell me, so you tell me, so no, 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 Listen, so you wasn't taught, listen, so you, so you came to your own fruition that you wanted to be out here and smash the chicks. That was just, that, you just walked up with that. You walked up with that. That was, that was, yeah, that was, yeah, that Understand what you're saying. What we're talking about. What <laughs> <laughs> hey, so What I'm talking about is, is, is pretty much yes. I agree with you. You have certain influences when it comes down to the music and everything like that. You do. But at the same, you got to be your own man and say that that's not right. Regardless of what, that's that man life. You get what I'm saying? That that's pretty much how he did, and that's what we did. That's what we did. For one moment, crazy. Now, crazy then. But I'm saying, now we're talking from hindsight. We're talking about somebody who is impressionable coming up. We're talking about people who are impressionable. So when we were young, we were impressionable. You got to think. When you was little, you can tell yourself you wanted that dog with Donatello and Michelangelo because that's what you watched. You can tell yourself you wanted the Three Little Ninjas. You couldn't say that because that's what you watched. But just like just like that, if you watch a lot of rap music, if you watch a lot of sexual music, then eventually in your mind, like. You start to think like that. Because when you see, remember those videos, everybody, everybody know what BT after dark. We know what was coming on. When you watch that, you, you, you put it in your mind. You, you put that guy in your mind, and then that influenced you to do something. You, you start to see those things. So, like I'm saying now, but now that we're in the generation where everything is being seen, if an influencer is telling you that this, 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 like, like, the, like, the, like the, bee, the beehive, I guarantee you right now, Beyonce say, if you literally really love me, jump off a cliff. Okay, yes, they will go and do it because of how much we, how much, honestly, how much the black culture is strong. How strong our culture is. Well, guess what? But, and that's what I'm saying, like, if we change it, if we change our music, bro, I guarantee you, it changes things. If we change our message, it changes things. And it'll, it may not, it'll be little trickle effects now, but it'll be bigger later. Because in, every, I mean, I ain't saying we're tomorrow and all the kids are gonna be like, ha 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 ha. Like, no, give me a hug. Because you got kids that grew up rough. Like I grew up rough, but I I didn't fall into it because I found other ways out of it. But some kids don't have that option. But if we have to, if we gave them that option, then, then and like I said, like I said before, it's a systematic thing too. But I think like if we let the people that's higher up that got those money like. Oprah and like Don Lemon said it the best. Like we got people like Oprah who don't even respond to this stuff. Nope. That's happening. So if she, if she, her being a billionaire, Jay Z being a billionaire, Beyonce being a billionaire, and they actually put something down and let's say they created their own Black Wall Street, that could change things. But they, they're not doing that. I know that. They don't care about it. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like as a, as a, as a thing, we could make a difference. But it's just some people just not willing to do it. Cause they don't want to be that guy to be the yeah. first guy to say people. People laughed at Will Smith when he came out with his positive music. Not, because he, he, did, he, he said to himself, "I am not going to do this. I'm not going to be the guy that put out this kind of music." Anybody could have done that. That's because his grandma made him laugh. Because 
I'm saying, but he grew, he grew up, right. and, and the thing around him, it, it right. changed who he was. So if we change what happens around people, if we all had a chance, like I said, if I had a chance, I would change what's around people, because if we change what people are around and how they see things, then they'll grow up different. But you can't. You can't tell me that our music, it, for one, our music clearly is influential because of, you see it happens in other, in other countries. We, we, not, we talking about when you got two different T.I. in that situation. We, that's what we're, we're saying. saying. That's what we're, we're saying. saying that that T.I. was probably a bad example. Right. Future, yes. Because Future, even though he stopped doing drugs, I, I took a listen to his uh, latest album. And he's still talking about doing drugs. Like, he might not be doing it, but he's still talking about Because that's what I'm saying. And talking about sipping lean, like bro, you got kids out here dying from drinking that stuff, like bro. Like, and I, I, like you say, it is influential because I, even with me, when I was when I was living that crazy stuff, and I used to drink lean, I used to be doing all that stuff, and it was it was like bro, like what made me stop was when I found out, okay, DJ Screw. He was a big dude, and he died from drinking. Cuff C, he was a bigger dude. He died from complications of drinking. The, uh, it's another Houston rapper. Huh? This is is Oh yeah. Um, I ain't like that one. I think Robertson used to. I think Robertson used to use it, but the people were like really like killing it, like like using that job for abuse. So they took the active ingredient out and used something else now. It's a codeine promethazine. So um, what they do is they, they pour it in, in Sprite and they mix it with like Jolly Ranchers and, and gummy bears or whatever. And yeah, I'm not saying I was like an avid lean drinker, but like I knew somebody. Who, no. I had a dude at home with who used to get it for cheap and we used to just sit at his house and drink it. So it was just like, I thought it was cool because I was like, I didn't like smoking weed because smoking weed used to make me feel crazy. And then. Yeah, but it's, so with with Ti, like I said, with Ti, 
if I go back and listen to Urban Legend, or if I go back and listen to trap music, it's gonna be something different from uh, us or them, uh, us or else, whatever, whatever his latest or one of the latest albums. Because I listened to, I listened to the album he came out with last year or 2018, and that was pretty dope. Like it, he really, he really was talking about grown man stuff. He wasn't out here talking about. I'm gonna shoot another nigga in the face or or whatever the case may be. That wasn't him. Just like how Jay-Z came out with 40, 444 when he was trying to put you up on game on some stuff. That's the same thing that T.I. is doing. So I mean you got you, you got older rappers that still rapping about pretty much the same thing that they rapped about 10, 20 years ago. But then you also have those people who grew up and they trying to help you grow up as well. So I mean T.I. does some bonehead stuff. Uh, in, in the in the media and in the public, but I think a lot of that stuff is just for him to stay relevant because nobody's really buying his music anymore. Right, and I, I mean, yeah. yeah, he got to point where nobody is. I, I'm just saying, like, 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 if we if we took a, if we held each other accountable in that sense, like, like even when we're sitting talking about Ti, like, like he said, oh well, in my twenties I did stupid stuff. It's it's passive. Like you can't sit here and say. Oh, this man don't know no better. Like somebody like Kodak Black. You, you keep, like you let him do this and people saying it and they're passing it over as if, oh, he's still young. That, that's not okay. Like, it's not okay to me. That's like my son slapped my other son in the face and they're like, ah, oh, they're just kids. Like, that's still not okay. Like, it's not okay because if he, if he feels like it's okay to hit him, his own brother, how do you think he's gonna feel when he go outside these doors? So I just feel like letting them go and creeping, keeping, letting them keep that mentality, like, 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 uh, Master P was trying to check him. But everybody was getting on Master P, like, man, leave him alone, man, he's just a kid. Like, like, no, he need to be checked. And as a black man, you should be able to say, all right, you're right. I know I should have did that. Man, I know that was stupid. That's, that's growth. But if you still sit here saying, oh, well, Kodak Young, man, let him be, man, he's still, nah, he need to be checked. Especially when you have when he has access to what he has access to, yeah. like you you gotta check that because a kid come up after him and see what Kodak did and nobody checks him. So guess what he gonna think? No, nobody no. can't check me. Right. Nobody check Kodak. So why they checking me? But then again, just like going back to what Brandon said, these just nowadays are arrogant and they feel entitled. So even when mm -hmm. even when you try to get them the game, a lot of times they don't want the game. They don't want to how you give it to them. So they, you can tell them. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, with me being a teacher, that generation is, I don't know, you got to come at them from a different angle. It's not like how with us, and you had an older, an older gentleman come to us, whether they be 10 years, 30 years older than us. If they came to us and they told us what needed to be heard, we was going to be like, all right, cool. We're going to sit down and we're going to listen and we're going to be, we're gonna try to get whatever the perspective is. Yeah. We was gonna either take it or we was gonna leave it. With yeah. these kids, they don't even want to take it. Yeah. They don't even want to listen. They don't even want to hear it. They don't but yeah, and that, that's the thing too, though. It's like even though, like I think if, like, and I get that you're gonna have those regardless, no matter what race, you're gonna have those who feel the way they feel and they're gonna be entitled. That's why you got like crazy people who shoot up schools. You got people who, you know. Beat their wives because some people are just who they are. They're gonna be that person no matter what. But if 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 you told me that hey you can't go outside after nine, 
And then I'm like, man, who are you? Then you come back and tell me, hey, you can't go outside after nine. Damn, that's two people. Whatever. And you come to me, hey, you can't go outside after nine. Eventually, you, you know what I'm saying? It's the same kind of, if we systematically put that in our kids, then it's the same thing, but we're doing it in a positive way. So it's the right. same thing to everybody else that they would be going through. So if I hear from this person the same way, that person the same way, that person the same way, if we all get on that same page. I know it seems, it's far-fetched because of how distant we are, but it's, I think that, that can make a change. Because if you hear it enough, like, if you hear it enough, like, bro, you good enough. Bro, you good enough. Bro, you good enough. Eventually, you're going to be like, you good enough. And if you, all you're hearing is, you a nigga. You'll never be this. Right. You a nigga. You ain't going to never be this. You're going to eventually turn into somebody fighting. Because you feel like everybody's against me. Everything's against me. And, and, and you, you, I just feel like that's what I'm saying is that we, we, as a culture, we have to change it. Because if the, the popular people are pushing this, then we need to do the same thing we're doing right now. The popular people are pushing, black people don't matter. So how we hurt them is stop paying, giving them money. Stop giving them what they want. So if we got rappers out here who's out here pushing this persona, I ain't buying your album. I ain't buying your music. Till you change it, I ain't buying your music. And I guarantee you that makes a change. Because if you hit their pockets... That's pretty much what it's going to boil down to. And that's, that's, how, that's, 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 that's pretty much what it's going to boil down to. Is that you hit them pockets and straight up with you, but you hit them pockets to the point where you still gotta live though. You still have to live. Like straight up with you. Some people may be super dramatic about them right here, munching on toilet tissue because they ain't got no sound bread in the refrigerator. You know what I mean? Something like that. It's tough, but you still got you still gotta be able to live, man. But yeah, when you when you ease up on that, when you ease up and somebody come out with a whack album musically and you be sitting there like, man, I ain't gonna buy that. Trust me, they feel it, and they feel it fast. You know what I mean? The type of thing, that's pretty much how you got to do it. Well, just like how you say, uh, we got it in their pocket. I think that's the one reason why you have these protests. Um, now, do I think that it's black people that are, are like, busting in these stores and doing all this? To an extent, yes. Yeah, yeah. However, I don't think that they're the ones that's agitating that situation. Yeah. Um, I think, I think back in the 60s, they had it perfect. Let's go ahead. We're going to stop eating at this place. We're going to stop riding these buses, and we're going to cripple it. Because, shoot, the bus boycotts, even in Tallahassee, when they had the bus boycott here, they crippled the economy on that job. Mm -hmm. Like, you, when you cripple something, and it, it, I mean, that job can't move. So now, now you got you to gotta pay attention to that. Like, money is the answer for all that stuff. Like, at the end of the day, if the black dollar stopped going to a lot of these things and we learn how to trust ourselves, just like how you say, it got to be a change within our community because we've been so systematically brainwashed by uh, whatever's going on. And I, I can even say whitewash. Well, we think that the product from the white people are going to be better quality than the, people, uh, the, the quality from the black people. And I mean, you... You you do have some janky you do have some janky black people that are merchants or you do have some janky black people that are in service or whatever the, the, the case may be. However, you still got those white people that janky too. But sometimes you gonna probably go to Mr. Charlie. 
because you've been told that his product is better than Jamal. You get what I'm saying? So, I mean, I've seen a, a meme where it had four different races. You had the, the, the Arabic guy, you had the black guy, you had the white guy, then you had like a, a Korean guy. And it showed like the response for them selling the hot dog. And they'd be like, oh, how much is the hot dog? And you say, okay, $4. For the white guy, they was like, oh, yeah, here. I'll buy two. For the Korean, uh, Korean guy, oh, here you go, keep the change. For the for the Arabic guy, oh, yeah, man, that, that's a great price. Da -da -da -da. For the black guy, man, $4, that's a whole bunch. Why you got to do that? Let me get, let me get, uh, get it for half. Come on, man. You supposed to be. We supposed to be brothers, like, bro. Like, and I've experienced that even with my business, like, bro. I'm trying to make money, bro. Like, you can't come to me and ask me for half off when I'm selling you a product at full price. You can't come to people and do that. Half a real. So, I mean, exactly. So it's like, bro. We got to do better when it comes to buying and supporting black businesses. We got like Fair got his t-shirt business. I mean, we. Listen, and that's Shannon's blood, you know. Help <laughs> a dog out. <laughs> but it's you like, you know, you got you got things where you have black people doing quality stuff, um, but it's just not one. They either fizzle out because they're not getting the support, and two, um, they get looked at as like I said, it's a black company, so therefore I don't know if I want to deal with them. And I mean, even with the companies, black companies, we got to do better. We got to do better. We got to make sure that we give these people the best customer service that we can. We can't sit here and be halfway doing it simply because we feel like we're doing them a favor. And even if we are doing them a favor, you want to make it look like that they're doing you a favor by coming to your place of business, coming to your establishment, actually spending their money with you because if, if, if you don't do that, Man, you gonna end up broke. You better do like Chick-fil-A. My pleasure. Yeah, all day. It's my pleasure. Yo. They don't Yo. care if you, if you came in there and slapped somebody. My pleasure. My pleasure. My pleasure. I'm going to walk me so I'm glad that you chose my cheek. <laughs> 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 hey, look. We ran long today, but it was a lot. It was a lot yeah. that we got some stuff that I had to get some stuff off the tip. That's the past, most passion I've seen this individual in a long time when it comes down to something. So that's yeah, that's big up to you. I love T.I. I love T.I. I go and watch listen to the I'm Serious. Yeah, I love it. Man, I'm just saying. But talk that talk. Coming back with it. Talk that talk. Got Big Journey. Got Farrah. Felice. You know what I mean? Got Jeff. Jeff. Brandon. You know what I mean? Mad love to y'all. You know what I'm saying? You want to close it out since you're here? Yeah, man, you being real. Oh, one thing I can say the question was asked how, what can we do to heal this situation? How can we heal it? Um, empathy. Uh, and it's not, I'm not going to say it's all on white people to sit here and empathize with us. Because sometimes we're a little too standoffish when it comes to white people. I mean, I have I have people who are friends with me that are of another race, and I posted something the other day, and I was like, racism is going to be the end of this country. Like, it's going to be the demise of this country. And 
I have like a few of my white friends just come up out of nowhere and just be like, "Hey, bro, for whatever it's worth, I love you, man." Like, and I mean that that's that's what's needed. Like, mm -hmm. I, I've seen my former uh, my former principal that I used to work for get on on Facebook and he like going like ham on other white people that's like just kind of like dismissing the whole situation or whatever. So I think that right there. The fact that you got people trying to put their best foot forward so that our children can live in a better society or a better lifestyle or whatever the case may be where we can just be who we are and it doesn't have to be based off of just our color. And that's what it needs to be. That's how it needs to end up being at the end of the day. And I mean, even if it never gets there, I think that's the answer for all of this stuff. Like, just empathy, just trying to love one another, like bro, like you gotta be able to just be like bumping. You black, he's white, whatever. We can kick it. Hey, you come to my house, come to your house. We, I mean, it is what it is. We don't, we don't necessarily have to be best buddies, but at the same time, I don't want to sit here and have to deal with. I'm scared for my life simply because I'm getting stopped for a tagline. Right. So, I think, yeah, like you said, bro, it's just. Understand what we go through. Like even when you're in a relationship, a with a with a, um with your significant other, to make a relationship work, you have to understand how a person feels. Put yourself in that position. Then you can really understand. Like all right, we can grow from here now because you know what what my roots are. So you know what what bothers me, what gets to me, what's in there. So that way you can be able to talk to me as a person and. And I, I don't like the whole I don't see color thing. Because I, and, I, and I don't say that because I, I want people to be like, oh, black, black, white, white. I just want you to understand that I'm black. And I have some, I'm black with, I'm, I'm me. So you have to, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't sit here and say, hey, I don't see that because of that. I like you. You my dog. And you white. And that's cool. You bring something to the table that I don't understand. You bring a perspective that I don't see. So, like, if you're a Chinese person or, you know, Mexican or whatever, you bring something to the table. You bring something to the table. I see you. And that, that's what I say is, see my color. Respect my color. Love me. That, that, love me for my color. Just like anything else. Like, like I love you. Whether you're white, black, like, I see your color. And, and that's not a problem. The problem is when you don't. And you don't, you don't want to see the problems that come with the color. Right. So that's why I say you, you have to see people who they are to be able to understand and even to empathize. Because if you don't understand me, then you can't empathize with me. You can't empathize for me because you don't understand that me being black is me. It's not, it's not a, a affliction. It's me. So you have to be able to see it to make a change in it. Talk that talk. Y'all go check out Jane Elliott. Yes. We all y'all. It's been good. Love y'all, man. Till next time. I stole that from my pastor. <laughs> 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 all right.